Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications. I am Evo Terra. I launch podcasts. More about me at podcastlaunch.pro. Today I'm going to tackle the question of podcast hosting. You might have seen from the provocative video title why you should always pay for a media host for your podcast or something like that. Now, this comes at the, there's a lot of companies that have come and gone over the years uh, that are offering free hosting. And free hosting is awesome when you're just starting out. But free hosting is a difficult business model to continue. Not that you can't. There are some companies that have done phenomenal free things. Uh, YouTube, for example, free video hosting, right? But I think you'll probably agree if you've been podcasting for a while, if you've been listening to podcasts for a while, that podcasts are somewhat different than YouTube. For example, you have to go to YouTube to consume your content. It can be embedded in various places, but it is very YouTube-centric. Uh, podcasting started as a decentralized service where the primary directories and places people listen are quite different from where people place their files, as well as quite different from where the official the website is as well. So it's a different model. But to talk about the current state of affairs, right now, if you wish to pay for podcast hosting, it's somewhere between five and 20 bucks a month, depending on who you are and how much content you have to deliver and the services that you want. And 15 to 20 bucks is the total amount of money. And some people, rightly so, I understand, have begrudged that price point for a very long time, noticing the fact that as we continue to go forward in a Moore's Law-specific world, that hosting gets cheaper. And it has been suggested by some people that the cost to host a podcast on average, and remember, podcasts only on average get around 145 downloads of any individual episode in about 30 days. So the cost to both host and provide the bandwidth connection to those podcasts is pennies. Like a dime, maybe. Definitely less than a buck, I would say. On average, all in total costs, less than that. So why, it has been suggested, would you pay 5 10 or $20 or more to have your podcast hosted somewhere when the actual cost of that hosting and streaming are only a dime? Well, I have some, I have some suggestions for you, some things to think about before you do that. So first off, you get what you pay for, and free is free. And I have done free for a long time. I provided a lot of free hosting, which basically meant I convinced other people to pay for things and not me. I'm a big fan of free. But free is free and it's basic. A lot more advancements have happened in podcast hosting since we began. Yes, pricing has come down, but also the services that they provide have gone up. It used to be that when you 
provide podcast hosting. All you're doing is making a highly available media file, which is not as easy as you might think with content delivery networks and all of this. So the infrastructure is kind of big for that. As well as providing a way for that file to be accessed, which is in the form of an MP3. Oh, excuse me. In the form of an RSS feed. That's it. They host your media file, they create your RSS feed, and you're done. So why pay for that when you don't have to pay any more money for that? Well, things have changed in a couple of ways. One, if you hadn't noticed, the RSS 2.0 spec itself might not have changed, but our friends at Apple certainly have made a big change, requesting that we add a couple of pieces into our RSS feeds. So if you're doing that all on your own, or you're using a free media provider, will they be able to make those changes quickly and efficiently? Maybe not. There's also the growing trend, which makes a lot of my podcast hosting friends nervous, that the RSS feed is being... Well, if not deprecated, then certainly no longer the only way content gets out. If your podcast is listed on Spotify, Spotify is not looking at your RSS feed podcaster. Spotify is looking at your media file host. They have contracted with all, I think all is the right term, the major podcast hosting companies now to allow that company to, or to allow them, Spotify, to use an API to get in and connect and contact and grab the content that they then serve out of their own directory through their own apps and their own network of literally millions of active users. And you need that. You need that. You need, and that's going to become more, um, more prominent, I think, as these other companies, these other existing places where people are already consuming content, it's not going to be that unusual that instead of scraping a bunch of RSS feeds, that that new platform will just be connecting with the API into your media host. Can you do all that on your own? Can you build an API with Amazon Web Services or something else like that? Maybe, but are you up to speed? Is it what you do? Is it your job? Probably not. It's a podcast. You have a business that you're trying to support with the podcast. You need to know the ins and the outs of all that? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Podcasting is changing. And if you think that, and a lot of people do, that it's going to stay the way that it does right now, a lot of conservatives in the podcasting world that want podcasting to stay exactly like it was in 2004. Well, that's not going to happen. And the challenge, I think, to media hosting companies that are media host providers, even the big guys, is how do they stay relevant. Yes, they have dropping costs all the time, but they should be, and in fact, I think they actually are, looking for ways to extend the hosted media files that they have to reach a wider audience. That's their job. They'll become more than a host. In fact, they are more than a host. They are a distribution hub. I would like for them, all of them, to do new innovative things, to make those distributions more than just I send it once and it's over. I think there's more that they can be doing. And I think that some of the new entrants into the field might be looking at that. They might be looking at ways to extend the content beyond what you can get with your existing media hosts that are in the space today. At least that's my hope. I know there are a lot of companies out there that come and go on the free model. And right now, what I've seen is the they're betting on the fact that they'll be able to bring in revenue from this free content, which typically means advertising. And so far, they've not been terribly successful at that. We've seen a lot of free hosts no longer be free hosts as they focused in on paying revenue in, in uh, 
people that generate revenue for them, which is likely something that you'll continue to see happen. Unless, of course, these free hosting companies have a different model that is not advertising-based. That I'm interested in. I don't know what it is, but I know that it's possible. But until that time, if you are a business and you have a podcast or you are thinking of launching a podcast and you want to be serious about your podcast and you want to find a, a larger audience and you want your stuff to be highly available and it's important to you and your business, you might want to go ahead and dish out the 5 to $20 a month because chances are that company is operating profitably, that company will be in business for a long time, and as they bring out new and innovative opportunities, uh, you will be a part of that and not scrambling to get in the next time Spotify, the next time a different Spotify launches. It's worth paying 5 to 20 bucks for, don't you think? And if you do something that's free, if you're out there and you're listening and you're watching and you say, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it for free. Awesome. I would love to hear what your business model is other than advertising, because I'm kind of bearish on that. Thank you very much for watching. This has been another Google Podcast Pontifications. I do these every week. If you would like some help with any of this or have questions, please contact me. I'm Evo. You can reach me at evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Podcastlaunch.pro is where you can find out stuff about me. Uh, I launch podcasts. It's what I do. And I'll chat with you tomorrow. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.